0: I was no prophet, Amos tells us in our first reading today. I was a shepherd and a dresser of sycamores, but the Lord took me from following the flock. You know, even a hurricane can bring good things. As a child, I lived on a street where a hurricane had blown through years before I was born, and the sycamores in our yard blew down and most of the neighbor's sycamores were spared. And so my grandfather planted maple trees. How fortunate we were. They were very beautiful in the fall, especially the sugar maple. But the sycamores, they drop these awfully prickly seed pods. The bark falls off of them. The leaves turn yellow one day. Later on the same day, they turn brown and they fall off the tree. There's just a mess. There's nothing attractive about them. So we're very fortunate to have our maple trees. But what was Amos's job? He called himself a dresser of sycamores. What is that? Well, I mentioned the prickly seed pods that fall from the sycamore tree. But if you climb up in the tree and slightly cut each one of those pods at a certain point in its development, it forms a... Bitter, almost inedible fruit that the very poor would eat. You see, Amos's uh, status in society was very low, kind of below what would be a migrant worker in Wayne County. But the Lord called him to be a prophet to the people of Israel. And then in today's Gospel reading, We hear of Jesus sending out of the twelve apostles to preach repentance, to cast out demons, and to cure the sick. But they were fishermen and tax collectors, men of no social standing. Paul, who wrote our second reading today, was a persecutor of the believers in Jesus Christ when the Lord called him to be a great apostle. Moses was raised in a pagan household, He killed an Egyptian overseer. He fled into the desert and became a shepherd. And he was probably a stutterer, for he called himself slow of speech. David was a teenager and a shepherd when he was called to be the king of all Israel. Jeremiah, too, was probably a teenager when he was called to be a prophet. The prophet Isaiah called himself a man of unclean lips, his mother should have washed out his mouth with soap. And yet the Lord called him to be a great prophet. Joseph, of course, was a carpenter when called to be the foster father of Jesus. Mary, a young girl, when she was called to be the mother of the Messiah. In more recent times, we know the story of Mary appearing to Fatima in Fatima to three simple shepherd children. We see that throughout the ages, God does not single out the strong and the mighty and the important, but the small ones, the poor, the weakest, often those who have little power or influence in our world today. But he also does call the strong. He calls the strong precisely in those times when they are at their weakest, In times of illness, in times of loss and of struggle, he calls them to depend more upon him and not upon their own strength or their own riches. For as St. Paul tells us in another place, when I am weak, then I am strong. The example of so many biblical characters and of so many saints throughout the ages teaches us on many levels. The first is on the level of call or vocation, God has a special call for each one of you. Now, many of you might say, well, I've already answered my call to the married life or to a single committed life, a life of prayer and of service. But don't rest on your laurels and think that you're off the hook because your parents and grandparents are you open to God's call to your children and your grandchildren. Have you spoken to them about a call to the priesthood or the religious life? Have you encouraged them, no matter what their call may turn out to be, to have courageous faith, to be willing to take a stand in our secular society that is increasingly hostile to truth and to righteousness? Have you personally upheld the sacrament of marriage as a true vocation, as a sign of the love of Christ for his church and as a path to your own holiness? Men, have you considered the diaconate? And all of these questions lead us to another question. Have you prayed about your vocation? Have you prayed about your children's vocation? He called a dresser of sycamores. He called shepherds. He called fishermen and tax collectors. And he is calling you. And there's another dimension, another level to God's call to you. Maybe most of us have already found our vocation. But he's calling each one of us, each one of you, to go to a deeper level of commitment. You may think that you already pray enough. Perhaps you already study the faith enough if you are consistently loving to your husband and your wife, to your children, to your friends, if you even love your enemies, if you have laid aside every grudge, have forgiven all who have offended you, you envy no one else's success and no one's good looks. If you already give of your free time in service to others, if you believe all that Christ has taught without doubt or hesitation, If you have repented of every sin, if you have never have thoughts of revenge, never have an impure desire, if you are consistently honest in all of your dealings, never take the Lord's name in vain, and always keep the Sabbath day holy, then you don't need to listen to me anymore. You've already arrived. But I know for myself, I fall far short of fulfilling that list. St. Paul, the great apostle, tells us that he has not finished the race, but that he presses on so as to win. Do not be discouraged by a lack of spiritual progress. Press on. I can't help what Father Travato, who was the priest who did our wedding and baptized our first child, said to me. He was the chaplain of St. John Fisher College when I was a student there. He said to me, Greg, if you wait for your motivation to be perfect before you do something, you will never do anything. How true that is. The great English thinker and writer G.K. Chesterton put it another way, anything worth doing is worth doing badly. You don't know how to pray perfectly yet? Just pray more. Pray anyway. Not sure how to bury your grudge? Ask the Lord for help. Not sure how to grow in the faith? Press on. How easy it would have been for the prophet Amos to say, no way, not me, Lord. I'm an ignorant man. Go and talk to the king and to the priest. How easy it would have been for the apostles to say, hey, we're just fishermen. We even smell bad. How can we go out? and become apostles. Come on. But God chooses the weak to shame the strong. And he is choosing you. He is choosing you. And I give you a challenge today with what I personally think is the most difficult challenge that the Lord Jesus has given us. More difficult than that of loving our enemy. Jesus tells us, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Today, right now, start shining, for you are the light of the world. You have been called to be light in an ever-darkening world. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. Let your light shine.